This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 12.05, Sunday, the 20th of November. You're listening to Battle for Malaysia, BFM's GE15 results coverage. I'm Wong Shaoning and Philip C. Now, we're going to keep you company for at least the next three hours to help unpack the very eventful GE15 results. And as we know, Malaysia is facing a hung parliament for the first time in the country's history following our general elections. The Election Commission has already said no political party was able to obtain a simple majority after they failed to win 50% of the 220 parliamentary seats. The question is, is there hope for Pakaran Harapan in forming the next coalition or will Parikatan be able to tie in all the Sabah and Sarawak parties to form the next government? And that is the question we are really going to ask our guest, Dr. James Chin, lecturer in Asian Studies at the University of Tasmania. Good afternoon, James. Um, what happened? Let's start with past first because I think they were the big surprise of the evening. What happened? Did everyone underestimate Pass's ability to gain ground. They are now the biggest bloc in parliament with 49 seats out of a contested 70. Yes, uh, good morning. So I think uh, people really underestimate uh, Pass in the last year of the campaign. I think there were many reports coming out in the last year of the campaign that the mood was shifting to green, in other words, towards Pass. But people did not understand the momentum and the speed in which Pass were able to uh, mobilize the rural Malay ground. So that was a huge, huge surprise. Uh, I don't think anybody uh, saw that coming. People knew that Pass was getting ground, but people did not understand how big the ground was. But did you think Pass could have done it alone without Bersatu? Uh, for this election, I suspect uh, the answer to that will be yes. Uh, but I think the more important thing to understand now is that uh, we saw a fundamental shift in Malaysian politics with last night's result. Uh, because prior to this, it was understood that Malaysian politics was always in the middle with the major coalition. PAS, although has always been there from day one, but it was understood that PAS was locked in the four northern Malay states. So they were locked up basically in Kelantan, Trenganu, you know, uh, Kedah Police. But PAS has broken out of that completely. So now it is a major player or major power broker in Malaysian politics, in addition to the, uh, you know, to the usual parties like like Amno and all the rest, uh, so this is a fundamental shift. I think the other thing people keep uh, forgetting last night was that last night really saw the end of uh, Mahathirism, uh, because Mahathir and the son uh, not only lost, uh, uh, losing it is is means that you can make a comeback, but losing a deposit really in the Malaysian context means that you are totally rejected by the electorate. And for Mahathir, I think this is uh, really, really painful uh, because he was really trying to build the Mahathir dynasty through the sun. And this is a clear signal that uh, that the people has rejected his dynasty. Okay, now that no one party can command a clear majority, it looks like the East Malaysian bloc will pay the kingmaker. I want to start with GPS, James, which won 22 seats. Actually, they were expected to do better. So what happened here? Uh, right. So uh, I, I do not want to say uh, anything about the GPS uh, because I, I, I did say that, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I did say that the Chinese in the last week were moving back towards uh, the opposition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm quite surprised that, uh, for example, Ali Biju was able to hold on to his seat. But I am really, really surprised about Miri uh, because all the reports I was getting uh, prior to the election was that 
the Miri PKR candidate was going to lose. So that, that is a major surprise. I don't really have an explanation for it. Uh, but the only thing I will say is that uh, I think it is uh, very, very likely that uh, uh, GPS uh, will not go with Pakatan Harapan to form the government, even though Pakatan Harapan has the largest number of uh, seats. But James, building on that, right, uh, GPS represents Sarawak, of which we know there's a large Christian population. And then on the other side of Pakatan, uh, Perikatan National is PASC, which is, of course, an Islamist party. So how can they all work together if they are part of one coalition? Look, the, the, the way I, I see this is quite straightforward. I mean, in politics, we all know there's no permanent enemies and there's no permanent friends. Uh, when people raise that issue with me about uh, uh, past working together in the same government, GPS, my short answer is that that's what they've been doing for the last two years, mm. since 2020. So it's really not an issue. I, I think the most realistic option is uh, because uh, I know among the political establishment, there's a strong push to stop Anwar becoming prime minister no matter what. So if Muyadin comes back, the interesting thing is that, you know, this entire election will be a complete waste uh, because uh, the bottom line is, is you know, uh, that we will be seeing the same sort of government we, we saw uh, in the last two years. So it will be a Parikatang government with Muyading as a prime minister coming back, Muyading 2.0, and the same place will be in the same government. Except so, perhaps without Barisan National. Uh, uh, I would suspect Barisan will actually sign up for this government. Okay. I want to take a bit of a step back and understand why GPS will not work with Anwar Ibrahim. Can you give us a, a history lesson here? Why would GPS not work with Anwar? Yes. Um, I, I think there, there is uh, it's actually more than history. It's got to do with uh, the local politics in Sarawak. So there's a lot of bad blood between uh, GPS and the Sarawak DAP leader. And that is spilled over to the federal level. And I guess now the question is, what will GPS ask from the PN government? You know, what kind of lever will they exercise to get what they want in this next administration? I, I don't think they even have to ask because they have worked together for many, many years. People keep forgetting that Muyading was previously with Amno, so they've always worked very closely together. I don't think they have to ask, but what is clear in my mind is that uh, when a new government is formed, uh, there will be a Deputy Prime Minister uh, from Sarawak. Okay. Um, and let's focus on some of the seats. I mean, for example, in Julau, PBM's Larry Sung beat GPS. What does this then mean for PBM and which way will they swing, albeit they only have one seat? Uh, that's the wrong way of looking at it. Uh, mm. Because in the case of uh, Julau, it was personality-based. Uh, my point is that if Larry Sung had stood any, uh, under any other uh, ticket, he would have probably won. So it was a very personal thing. So uh, in, in my in my view, PBM is actually zero because uh, none of the people who stood really stood mm. under the party label uh, actually won. So it was really um, a matter of personality then. Yes, in July, mm. definitely is Larry could, can stand under another party and would have won. I just want to come back to what you said earlier uh, that uh, that the difference is is that Amno uh, 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 will be in this government. Don't forget, Amno was also in the last government in twenty twenty. So basically, the point I'm making is that uh, I think in, in all realistic, uh, we have to assume that the next federal government will be the same government that we saw in the last two years. The big difference this time is that uh, PAS will be the core. We've close to 50 seats, right? 
the thing that really worries me is that they can really uh, pursue the sort of policies they've been wanting to pursue but not able to. So I can give you a scenario where I think a lot of Malaysians will be really, really concerned. So PAS is so huge within the new coalition, say 50 seats. At a minimum, they'll control one third of the government and probably more. This means that they have the leverage to ask for some of the things they've always wanted but couldn't get it. So for example, can you imagine PAS controlling the education ministry and you know what they'll do to the curriculum? So then I guess the bigger question here is, you know, as you say, right, PAS has done exceptionally well. I think nearly double the seats of Bersatu in the Perikatan National Coalition. Do you think in the end, at the end of this tenure, we might even see PAS taking over the prime ministership? Uh, no, I, I, I don't see that happening. Uh, but I, I, I do uh, see, for example, uh, if there needs to be a compromises to be made, uh, it could be Muyading may decide to appoint two deputy prime ministers one from Sarawak and one from PAS. Uh, that is doable. Uh, but at the present moment, I do not think uh, uh, that Hadi Awan can put himself up for to be the Prime Minister for all sorts of reasons uh, that we can't go through here. But at the present moment, no. If it had been uh, other past leaders, maybe, but, but but not Hadi Awan. And I just want to build on this point you said about the DPM role. Um, we always had this impression that Sarawak would cooperate with the Sabah component parties and form an, uh, an East Malaysia bloc. Do you think that's going to happen this round? Or are they going to just go it alone, Sarawak? Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. Uh, the, the the Sabah bloc is already with PN. I, I keep telling you guys that it's the same government. Okay. So, so the GR was already part of the previous government. So when I said the, the, the new government is the old government coming back, it consists of the same players, AMNO, Besatu, PAS, GRS, GRS, GPS. So it's the same group of people. So basically the 73 PN, the 6 GRS, the 30 BN, and the 22 GPS will give us the numbers close to 131 yes, yes, yes. seats. So it's exactly the same, same, same group. Mm. Yeah, it's the same group, like I said. So the whole election to me, like I said, at my start of my conversation, is, is, is a wasted election because basically you're electing the same guys back. The key difference is that this time the major driver will be passed. Um, one more question from us, James. Do you think then other political parties will look to pass and say, okay, they've been very successful. Then as as a party, do you see more of them shifting their agenda to be more Islamic? Like for example, um, UMNO? Uh, yes, but uh, they will not be successful. The brand of Islam being sold by PAS is a very unique brand. I do not think uh, any other party at the present moment is capable of replicating that. Uh, so PAS is, is, is really what they call, you know, they, they, they're in a unique situation of their own. The big question for me is not so much uh, whether PAS is a major power broker now. Mm. Obviously they are. But the major problem, uh, sorry, the major issue for me is whether they can repeat it at the state election next year. And so, you know, when we started this conversation, you said that PAS started off, you know, in the northeastern states, and they've now become more of a national party, right? What strategies did they adopt, you know, in the past three, four years to extend their reach from becoming a niche party on the East Coast? 
Uh, so if, if, if I knew that, I would have predicted they'll make a big comeback in this election. <laughs> All right. Thank you for your time. That was Dr. James Chin, lecturer in Asian Studies at the University of Tasmania, giving us his views on the recent developments. And he basically thinks we are going to get the government that we actually just had before GE15 exactly the same. Exactly the same. I think that's why he's called it a waste election. I think we saw a tweet uh, from Tanshri Muhyiddin Yassin where we saw, I think... Um, uh, a picture of the GPS leader. of the GPS leader. And uh, of course, the past leader uh, also. Past leader all, all meeting together. I think it looks like Tansri Muhyiddin's house having a bit of a tea. High tea. Well, it's a bit too early for high tea. But in any case, look, if he, if that happens, they will easily get the numbers. 130 is past the 111 mark. But it comes back to the question, I think, to do that post-mortem of what happened mm. and how come past became super mainstream. And, I really and who liked, voted for them? And who voted for them? And I really liked your question when you posed to James, right, about, you know, someone like Barisa National and Amno, whether they should tack towards the more conservative angle mm. and, you know, try and win back past voters or perhaps they go back and even take some of Pakaran Harapan's voters and try and segment that something that out. And I wonder what strategy, you know, someone like Barista National will take uh, for GE16. Well, I think there'll be lots of soul searching and even for, let's say, Barista National, right? So much will depend on what's going to be happening on the UMNO front because they're heading towards their own election six months after GE15, right? Yeah. So that elections is critical. Will anybody from that party be resigning is the next question. Who's going to say, hey, this is my fault. You know, the party didn't do well. I didn't win that many seats. Well, there have already been calls for the resignation of UMNO President Zaid Hamidi, I think from the Johor Menteri Bessa, mm. in view of the really abysmal results that we saw in Barisa National. 30 only seats only won. UMNO of those 30, 26 MCA, 2 MIC, 1. Really terrible numbers. I think the worst performance in its history. Yeah, because I I thought, you know, there were pundits who expected, especially MCA, to do much better this time mm, round, right? Mm. Gaining some credibility, especially with the Chinese voters. But clearly, that's not happening. But we're going to take a short break. Uh, keep it here because the battle for Malaysia, BFM's GE15 results coverage will continue. BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.